Welcome back to another audio podcast from the Line Movers Network. As always, thank you for joining us today. You can check out all of our content on thelinemovers.net. Be sure to follow along on Twitter at the underscore LM Network for all your up-to-the-minute gambling needs. We appreciate your continued support. Hello and welcome to another week to the PGA Tour with the Line Movers Network. This is Ian Robbins bringing you your PGA Tour look and breakdown. Last week, PGA Tour stopped at Mexico at the Mayakoba Championship here. We saw Victor Halvin take his second straight championship at Mayakoba with an outstanding weekend. Cleared Halvin cleared to be the best player in the field, best player that there was. And two years in a row now has, has uh, reigned champion in Mexico. Something we saw in the tournament here was a lot of the top players just stepping up. Scotty Scheffler there at the end. Abraham Answer closed with a great Sunday to put himself in the mix. Uh, Hovland classed the field. So it was a really exciting tournament. Justin Thomas was there in the mix. You know, really exciting tournament. Really, Carlos Ortiz was also up there. It was a, it was a very popular play, somebody who we saw play very well. Just top players, top players on tour, playing like top players on tour. Once again, in the swing season, we see a former champion Becoming another champion in the season, we haven't seen a lot of the long shot, um, long shot winners that we've seen, first time winners that we've seen in the past. Even though Scotty Scheffler's never won a tournament, he's still considered one of the favorites. But well, I'm going to take a look at some other players who really closed strong as well. We talked about Abraham Answer; he had a very good weekend, struggled early on, but finished strong, finished tied for sixth. Uh, Aaron Wise and Taylor Gooch have continued their stellar play throughout the past couple of weeks. Aaron Wise was top 15 again just missed out on that top 10 that we had but he has been fantastic this entire swing season come comes in great form really plays well during this time taylor gooch has been in fantastic form as well taylor gooch is a person that we think we'll break out soon cannot take over his oklahoma state fellow oklahoma state cowboy there but still been playing well terrell hatton someone who struggled on the pga tour has been playing better and is actually staying stateside as the European Tour goes to their championship series. He's been playing better. He had a tough Sunday, was good early on, but had a tough back nine on a Sunday. Took him out of some contention there. But he's been in actually good form, one of the better players, one, definitely one of the most talented players if he can get his swing rolling right. But, you know, just players that we still want to keep their eye on, see how they are as we progress into the swing season. We only have a couple more tournaments left before Thanksgiving. And then once Thanksgiving hits, tour is basically going to be off until January. Take a little mini break there. A lot of the top players are going to go over to Europe to play in their race to Dubai. Actually, the European tour heads over to Dubai this week. So you see a lot of the top players going over there to play in their championships. You'll have some nice early weekend uh, golf to watch if you do are missing some of the action there. So let's take a look at this week. We go to the Houston Open. Let's play that Memorial Country Memorial Golf Club in Houston. Second year on this course. This Houston Open has been played. For many years, but it's the second year in this in this course, and it's the second year in a row this tournament's been played in November. Last week, last year, we saw this tournament as it usually does fall right before the Masters in November. Actually, last November, of course, we had that November Masters. Believe it or not, it feels like forever ago. But we can see it in November based on the scheduling, as the Houston Open is typically before the Masters. Not so much this year, but with that, it's usually a pre and, and to get enticed players to come to the Houston Open, what they did was they redesigned the course to kind of mock it a little bit like Augusta to try to give it as a good prep to get some of the top players 
to come in and play. And we actually saw last year Carlos Ortiz won the tournament, but the runner-up was Dustin Johnson with his he kind of coming off a little COVID break, came back, came in second in the Houston Open, went on to win the Masters last November. So maybe see a little bit of correlations there as we look at a breakdown. Uh, so the course is a long course, tough course, par 70, 7,400 yards. Unique about this is there's actually five par threes that we're going to see. Par threes are typically the tougher holes for the professionals. So we see a little bit extra toughness on there. Very fast Bermuda greens. Uh, this is a Texas course, so the wind is always going to be a factor there. So those big sloping greens. With the big sloping greens, what you typically want to put an emphasis on is the approach game. How close can you get it in? Because if you're in the wrong spot on the green, you could really have a tough time putting. And you want to avoid three putts, and that's how you have the best bogey, bogey avoidance is if you put yourself in a good spot on the green. Even if you're not within 10 feet for a good birdie opportunity, you want to be within a good spot, the right spot of the green, so you're not up and down hills with a large breaks to really put yourself in a tough two-putt situation. So we look at three-putt avoid, bogey avoidance players on the tougher courses players who can save park themselves out of trouble players who are clutch off the scrambling in the short game. Interesting fact about this course. When I got redesigned a couple of years ago, getting ready for the PGA tour, they brought in Brooks Kepka as a consultant for the course design. So Brooks Kepka has actually had a helping hand in designing this course. And he is naturally in the field here last year in the first, first year out in this, in this uh, course, in this tournament, he did finish in the top 10, actually T five. So Brooks Kepka playing in the field, had a help in designing the course. Maybe that's a little advantage. We'll see. But uh, so we talked about approach, you know, off the tee is going to set you up for the approach game. You know, ball strikers, that's what it comes down to. Who are good ball strikers who could put the ball close to the pin in the right spots of the greens. These are some longer par four, so 450 and 500 yard par four. So we look at who's better off these longer par fours. Par four scoring is a big emphasis. It's a par 70. So we want to see who is going to be good at the par fours. Now that par 70 means two shots less than a par 72. That's eight less shots than a typical tournament. So we're looking at some different factors here. We're expecting a tougher course condition, especially what the weather can be. You know, this we'll see what the weather is. It's, it's in November. Who knows what the weather will be? So let's look at the field and who we're looking at and who's playing. Again, we only have a couple more weeks left in this, in the, in the calendar year for the PGA tour before we ramp it back up again in January. So who's coming over to play? You know, Sam Burns is your pre-tournament favorite. Unique to see Sam Burns at the top of a top of a field on the odds boards, but it's well-deserved. He's been one of the arguably the best player in the swing season. He's got a win under his belt. He's in great form. His, his metrics and his game fit what this course is doing. He went to school in LSU, just over the border from Texas. You know, he plays well. He's in, he's been playing well. He's wanted to make him a stamp as one of the better players. And there's no reason why he shouldn't be at the top of the board. Not someone I'm going to back as a favorite though. Not someone I'm going to back as a favorite. I look at the top of the board who I actually am going to be, be behind is Scotty Scheffler. Scotty had a great tournament last week, just missed out. He, he was in, he played great all four rounds. He had a chance to win Hovland, which is the better golfer all weekend. Scheffler still looking for that. First win, he might be the best player left on tour, one of those top players that has not gotten that win. So we are looking for him to break out. He's native Texan. He went to the University of Texas. He's actually played tournaments pretty well in Texas. His Also, his 
more importantly, though, his his course, his game fits the course. He's a long hitter. He's got great control of his irons. He's a very, very good around the around the greens, around the around the green player. He plays well in Bermuda, fast greens in Bermuda. He's a good putter. He's got a good knack for getting out of trouble. He his his skill set fits the course. So I do think that Scotty Scheffler, he, you know, his talent is just too good for him not to win. And I think that win is coming, and it seems like a great time to do it. I mentioned Brooks Kepka a little bit. Saw him at 30 to 1. 30 to 1 in a not so strong, pretty decent, but not great field. Brooks Kepka in a course that he helped design. I know that he just missed a cut last week in Cancun. I know that he missed a cut in turn earlier in Las Vegas. But he does have a match coming up against Bryson DeChambeau in a couple of weeks on Thanksgiving. I mean, you know, he wants to show up, put his name out. But I think most importantly is he designed this course. This course fits what he does well. He's a great approach player. He controls his long irons great. He's an excellent putter when he gets in close. He's a skilled player. He plays tough courses better than arguably anybody else. And again, like he knows the ins and outs of this course because he was on the back scenes. His brother's also playing in this tournament. I think he had a hand in getting his brother to play, which could, you know, keep him keep him a little company there. So I do like I do like Brooks at 30 to 1 at this number. That's actually a bet I already made. Another guy at the top that I'm gonna that I'm gonna take a look at is Mark Leishman. I think one of the themes that I see from looking at the metrics and looking at players who, who tend to pop at this is Australians. Australians play hard course as well. Australians, Leishman in particular, is very good around the greens, very good at the scrambling. He's, you know, if the windy conditions come in Texas, as they tend to do, Leishman is one of the better wind players that we see. On tour, he's been in great form. He's had an excellent start to the fall season, has played well in every tournament he showed up to. And 45 to 1, I think we get a little value on Mark Leishman here. A couple long shots, I'm going to keep back. Keep backing some of these guys. Keep looking at them. Daily fantasy. Keep looking at these guys as in top 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 thirties, top forties, top twenties, and and hopefully pop one of these hundred to one numbers because I don't think these numbers are going to be around for these guys for 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 these players much longer. Taylor Moore is one. He took a couple weeks off, but had a very good run since recently being promoted from the Corn Ferry Tour. Plays harder courses better. Taylor Moore is the guy I'm going to look at hundred to one. Chad Ramey. Ramey's had a great start to the season, closed out as maybe the best player in the Corn Ferry Tour, has carried that over. He's been around the top. Ramey's a guy at 100 to 1. I think his, his ball striking ability, his shot making ability, he plays well on tougher courses. Ramey's a guy to look at here. Matias Schwab, saw 130 to 1. He's a talented, talented golfer, splits his time between the Euro Tour and the PGA Tour, just earned his full time card. Schwab is a great, great, great ball striker, a great, great, great approach player. Not the great, not the greatest putter in the world. His putter has got him in trouble, maybe cost him a couple of wins that he should have had by now. But Schwab at 130 to 1 is one of the more top end talented players on the field. He's been actually playing well in recent weeks. And we look on both sides of the of, of the pond. And we look for Schwab. I think I think what he does well is puts the ball close to the green, it close to the pin on the green. And if he can do that and take these fast greens and kind of use that to as an equalizer. He's going to do well at this tournament. And at 130 to 1, I think it's worth a shot in all formats. Tahit Tequila, a guy who's been very good form coming off, uh, coming in on the, on the start of the season. He's been around the leaderboard, been around the top of the leaderboard. Very, very talented golfer. I think he's a guy that's going to really pop soon. 
Tagila at 150 to one has definitely got to keep his eye on, keep, keep our eye on here. Finally, my favorite play out of this range, somebody who actually will have an outright on at this number for sure. Aaron Rye talked about Aaron Rye before. Aaron Rye is one of my favorite golfers, especially coming over from Europe. He has played exceptionally well the last couple of weeks. He really, really, really struggled early on in the PGA tour to find his ground, but he found, he seems to have found something. He made a cut last week. He was, he made the cut again. He finished with a great Sunday, finished actually tied for 15th last week. And Aaron Rye is a very good hard course player. He's not the longest hit in the world, but he controls the ball and he is so smooth with everything he does. Really fits the bill of some of these players that we'll talk to, kind of players to watch. But Aaron Rye is a very, very skilled and talented golfer. He has won big time events on the European tour. He's a champion before. He's talented. He seems to have found something. He's 150 to one this week. That number should not be there. It should be about half of what it is, if that's Aaron Rye. He's also a former champion of the Scottish Open, which is played at the Renaissance Club, which is actually a little bit of a comp course here to Memorial. Use that as you will for something. But I do I do think Aaron Rye is going to play well this week. He's carried some momentum the last couple of tournaments. He played, he's been playing well. I think he's found a little bit of footing on the PGA Tour. I look for Aaron Rye to do something special. A couple of players who've been in great form that we just can't ignore, but their numbers have drifted. Their numbers have drifted pretty well. Aaron Wise, who's been one of the most consistent players, top 20s in the last couple of weeks. He's down to under 30 to 1. I think when you match up, look at him at the same odds as Brooks Kepka. it's really hard to compare one versus the other. I think you know Aaron Wise is definitely a guy to look at at DraftKings. He's actually a little undervalued on DraftKings, I believe. Carlos, Carlos Ortiz, same position. He's the defending champion here, so we know he likes the course. He's his first time the course was played there. He ended up winning at 101 last year, but he played great last week. He's played great before. He's a very good hard course player, very good. He, he putted really well last week. Ortiz has definitely got to watch, but again, drifting around that 30 to 1 range. Taylor Gooch, same thing. Gooch has been in great form, finished well the last couple of years in Houston last year on this course. He was in the top 10. Gooch has been in great form. Another one of those young players looking for a breakout soon, really, really consistent. Been somebody who we want to continue to back. Uh, daily fantasy option for sure, in-play option for sure. We do get strokes gain data back this week, which is going to really help the in-play options. Another guy, Terrell Ty- Hatton, European player, one of the top players, uh, internationally known, starting to find a little bit of ground. He struggled in the fourth round last week, but I think Hatton, his skill set fits this. His, his skill set fits this course. If you could find something, we see how the strokes gain data is. He can make a run. He can be at the top of the leaderboard. He's around 30, 35 to 1. Maybe a little cheap on him. Maybe someone to look at, but definitely someone to keep our eye on here. Cam Smith. Cam Smith's one of the favorites in this tournament. He's about 20, 18 to 1. Well, I think that's warranted. I think the way that Cam Smith, Cameron Smith, the, the crazy Australian with the mullet and the mustache, one of the, not one of the best shot makers from anywhere. Around there, you know, arguably with, with Jordan Spieth, you know, you get in trouble. You want Cam Smith or Jordan Spieth getting you out of trouble. And Cam Smith has proven that he's just un- incredible at a- avoiding bogeys. And if, if bogey avoidance is our game here, Cam Smith's our guy. If Augusta is a is a comp course, Cam Smith has played well at Augusta. You know, we saw in the la- leaderboard last year, Dustin Johnson, Hideki Matsuyama, both top five, last two winners of the Masters. Cam Smith was right there with them. And I think Cam Smith is definitely an option. Australian player, great scrambler. Um, maybe gets behind a little bit early. Maybe try to try to see him in play. Great hard course player. 
Cam Smith cannot ignore. Another great hard course player that sets up well at Augusta, Tony Finau. Finau is a great ball striker. We know that. You can find his putter. He's been pretty good recently. He's actually a pretty good bogey avoidance player and pretty good three-putt avoidance player. Believe it or not, so Finau is definitely a guy. Throw a couple names out there. Again, DFS options in play options. Patrick Reed. His odds are actually 50-1. to 1. Former champion at Augusta. Hardcore player special. Um, scrambling special. Patrick Reed, just a guy. If you know He had that one good tournament. Last week, he wasn't great. If he's around the top 40 on Thursday, Friday, makes the cut, he can make a run of the weekend. We see him do well. Uh, just the name I'm throwing out there, just he, his skill set does fit this course. He's been playing better. Patrick Reed still might be a little bit cheap for what he is. And a guy who I think might take a shot at top Canadian, Mackenzie Hughes. Mac Hughes is a great hard course player, tough course player. He's played the tougher courses the best. He's played really well in tougher conditions. And I think you get some kind of derivative with Mac Hughes. You know, he's pretty cheap on DraftKings. Top Canadian might be a way to play him just to take advantage of what he is and who he is, especially on a course like this. But just kind of recap, my top plays, my favorite plays right now that we want to look at. Scotty Scheffler, 18-1, to top of the board. Brooks Kepka, 30-1. to Mark Leishman, 45 to 1. Aaron Rye, 150 to 1, would be in the top four guys that I would place the outright bets on. Guys who I'm going to look at in Daily Fantasy and DraftKings Taylor Moore, Chad Ramey, Matias Schwab, Satita Gila for some of your upside players and some of your safe players. Aaron Wise, Carlos Ortiz, Taylor Gooch, Cam Smith, guys who are on DraftKings, I think are very nice plays. That's a look at the Houston Open this week. A couple more tournaments before we turn the calendar. 2022, but looking for an exciting tournament this week. Back on U.S. soil for the tournament. Back with strokes gain data. This has been Andy Robbins with the Line Movers Network. Look at the PGA Tour. Good luck this week. That's all for now. Until next time, be sure to check out our video podcasts as well on our website. If you have any questions or requests, send them our way at the underscore LM Network Twitter page or visit the contact page at thelinemovers.net. Thanks for listening and all your support.